listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. Welcome listeners and it's another episode of Two Clubs One Love, the Killy Shrew View. Hope you're all well, hope you've uh, had a good weekend so far with what you're doing. Um, if you're in Kilmarnock, it's Killoween, so uh, Halloween has already gone um, as we obviously celebrate it on a Friday. So if you're listening to this um, and Halloween is still about, unlucky because it's always better on a Friday in Killoween. And Rob will be wondering what that's all about in a minute, so I will be telling him uh, when our co-host is joined. But before we do, let him join in the conversation. Um, we are just going to be talking about Shrewsbury's last two away games, which has been a tough week for Shrewsbury. Uh, also, injury concerns as well that have cropped up in the last 24 to 48 hours. Uh, we'll also be looking ahead at the FA Cup fixture at home to York City and the league fixture against Oxford, which has been rearranged. And we'll also be looking north of the border at Kilmarnock as VAR, who, which was introduced, what, nine days ago. Um, I don't want it anymore. And, and we'll talk about the reasons for that in a moment. Um, but first of all, Rob, um, how are you? I'm good. What the hell is Killoween? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my best mate said when he first came up here. So... He came up on the Friday to meet me for the weekend, and it was Halloween weekend. And he goes, "What's with all this? Like, you know, Halloween's not till next week." Um, basically, it's a tradition in Kilmarnock. It's not even a Scottish thing. It's basically like the last Friday of the month they celebrate Halloween. Okay. Um, I don't know the exact ins and outs of it. People listening here that are local and Kilmarnock fans will fill you in more uh, when they feed back. Uh, all I know is they celebrate it on the last Friday of the month. And, yeah, it's it's basically just go around, you know, do the usual. Uh, it was great, really, because we went around with neighbours. Um, so my daughter um, went around with uh, one of the neighbours there who's a couple of years younger. And then we ended up back at theirs with food and drink. And then we were actually having a Halloween party yesterday uh, around here. So I'm not actually that bad, to be fair. Um I actually got a bit creative this year, though. I actually made a pumpkin uh, and put a box of wine in it. So carved it out, put a box of red wine in it, like took the bag out of the box, put it in the pumpkin, and then a wee nice hole for the tap. Ah. Uh, right, so and then cut, and then called it pumpkin juice, but obviously ah. it's red wine. So it's not. Hey. So it's not a Scot. Just um. So like Scotland will still celebrate Halloween on Monday, yeah. Oh yeah, so the rest okay, will, cool. right. the rest will go around on Monday, but no, kill it's it's Killoween have, have got it spot on because it means the kids ain't hyper in the week when it's school night. Yeah, yeah. How long Friday has that been night. a thing? Well, as far as I can remember, it's, it's definitely it's years and years as far as I yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. It was it was when I, when I first came up, it was, like, it was weird as well trying to get used to it, but now it's like great. And to be honest, I don't even celebrate Halloween that much. No, I need um, to but, but now the kid, you know, now I've got obviously Charlotte and that, and, and the kids in the area like it. It's our estate proper go full out on it. To be fair, it's, I mean, <laughs> they they love Halloween and it's great. It really is. To be fair, you, you know, they do the same at Christmas as well. The walk around in the estate it is pretty good. To be fair, I'm not going to lie. Oh, decent, decent. Even though in the past I'm like, oh, it's all Americanized and that, but no, I, I like I like Halloween. It's good. And I even got dressed up as well yesterday. So we all got dressed up, and that was in a. Um, 
like doctor's outfit with like fake blood and all that and a yeah, bandage yeah. just for, sort of look the part you know um <laughs> nhs has gone down the pan but um with you know kind of afford clean clothes anymore <laughs> <laughs> no no but it was it was a good laugh and uh we were doing dunking apples and all sorts it was it was brilliant it was uh the kids loved it plenty of food on the go plenty of music plenty of drink and that was pretty good just the neighbors and close family so decent decent yeah yeah and uh you know what it was actually a good time to have a party because obviously the clocks uh changed don't they so yeah yeah do you know what i didn't it didn't even dawn on me because um nowadays you don't even have to change your clock on your phone or anything just changes doesn't it and um, yeah it wasn't until about lunchtime i even realized to be honest so um, i don't think i benefited from the extra hour I think if it wasn't for me having a few drinks, I wouldn't have done, but I slept like a baby last night. Like, I, I was that knackered, like, oh, yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. And uh, you know what? I feel good. I, you know, last this time last week, I, I was like, nah, I did a podcast, postpone it 24 hours, but nah, I was like, I'm doing it today. <laughs> and I ha- I'm glad I am because uh, you're going away, aren't you? I am, yeah, going away on Wednesday. It seems a way away yet, but... Um... Yeah, I'm going away for a week and uh, I've got a couple of days of work to do first, so I'm going to have to squeeze it all in at some point. So, um, yeah, cheers for having me on the Sunday. <laughs> no, well, it's, no, no, no. This is something we did religiously for weeks. We were like, ah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And then it's my, my social life, you know, just... Yeah. Fuck over. Getting, my social life gets in the way of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, how dare I have a social life? Um, I, I think, to be fair... It's not the social life; it's the after effects of the social life. <laughs> I could have easily had it on the Sunday. Let's face it; you know that that's yeah. that's not that's a, that's a, that's not a lie, is it? Um, yeah. I, I just think I'm getting too old now. I kind of hang out, you know, hangover for me lasts about two or three days. Oh, mate, you and me both. It's, it's not the same. So, um, mm. so where is it? You go, where is it? You going anyway? Uh, Vegas. Vegas. Oh, lovely Vegas. Good yeah. stuff. Have you so uh, seen any week. boxing over there or? No, um, it's one of them where it was just it was a postponed COVID trip. Um, right. okay. So uh, there's actually a couple of time fans going. Um, funnily enough, but um, yeah, just just to get out there. But just I think with booking a fight out there, you've you've got to get lucky, haven't you? Because you've got to wait for oh, one to get announced, yeah. then book your accommodation and hope the fight doesn't get cancelled nowadays as well. So. Um, yeah, I guess they, they like they like to find out about it with the fights. Don't they? They like to sort of tease each other and then oh, it's getting worse. Explain, uh, it's 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 not it's not like the old days of boxing, is it? It's yeah. a bit. It's a bit for me. I think I, I don't know. I know you're a big boxing fan, but from the outside yeah. looking in, as a as a as a sort of neutral, like I sometimes think that it's all about it's all like I suppose it's been like football in a way. Like it's all commercialized and that half the time it's all about how much money can be made through media and all that and. Um, you know followers and stuff like that as well so sometimes you you know you just want to see them box don't you like yeah it's very frustrating yeah. yeah it's 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 more of a business than a sport because on sport Aye. you the best play the best don't they or the best fight the best um so yeah it's it's more much more of a business nowadays very frustrating as much as much as i like tyson fury because of his story and that he does He's the worst. Ah, he gets a bit annoying because I. But no, in actual fact, he's not the worst for it. It's his brother that's the worst for it, Tommy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, look, I was at the um, I was at the town ground yesterday uh, last night for um, a function with uh, Joe Calzaghi. Funnily enough, combining the two. Yeah. Ah, Joe Calzaghi. He was a good boxer in his day. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember that being advertised a while back now. Mm. Um, Yeah. No. Good. It was a good night. Yeah, it was decent, yeah. Um, yeah it was the first time I've ever been to one of these like after-dinner speech things. But I tell you what, you aren't half waiting around for a while. Like They, they made it clear we had to be there for half seven. And um, they just did auction after auction after auction to start with. And then finally you thought, right, now Joe Kazak is going to come in on doing the speech and the Q&A and stuff. And then they brought dinner out. And before it was half nine before they even got him out. And there was a lot of people complaining. I bet. Did you? Uh, well, they weren't complaining to him. Let's put it that way. No, no chance. <laughs> uh, what was that you were saying? Yeah. Uh, no, but he's uh, he was he was a good boxer. I liked him. Um, so, did you get any pictures, or was it just because? Yeah, yeah. Um, on the way in, you got like a professional picture, and then um, I, I snuck his autobiography in and got him to sign it as well. So, uh, so that was good. good. Yeah, good yeah. lad. That's the way to do it. Oh, good stuff. So. Uh, town got a decent point away at Pompey, yeah, and very and, good. And, and then and then you got to see Joe Calzaghi. So not a bad Saturday for you. And then, well, yeah. are we going to mention the Liverpool result again? No. Um, yeah. So Shrewsbury's was a good result yesterday. It was. Uh... <laughs> 
dear. It's too close one, love, my friend. Mate, no, we could talk about it. It's terrible. Like, I just, I, I, um, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot Kilmarnock's your new love now, and it? it's not Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, man, I don't even know what to say. Like, just the runner games at the minute they're having is, is just terrible. And I think um, it's starting to show. It sounds ridiculous, but the age of the squad as well. Um, uh, you know, they've, they've all been in a, a lot of them have been there for a long time now and played together. And um, I just think that I think they've got on average the that will be oldest starting eleven. I mean, they're still under thirty. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, there's a lot of players there now who who are over thirty and past their best and. The press has gone, hasn't it? You know, that famous Jurgen Klopp Liverpool press, it's just non existent at the minute. Mo, Mo, Mo Salah reminded me of the kind of form he showed when he played against Shrewsbury uh, in a Chelsea <laughs> shirt all those years ago. Do you remember uh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that? Uh, well, uh, no, that was definitely not a cross. It was a Sorry, shot. Sorry, it was a shot, but yeah, a shot that, yeah. that went out for a throw in. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, like, Mo Salah becomes one of the most gifted players on the planet mm. for a few Do you remember years. that night when um, Eden Hazard Eden Hazard called a strawberry? I, I remember that well. <laughs> strawberry <All right>. down. <laughs> I also remember that that night it was Ryan Woods uh, funnily enough. It's funny we mentioned that game because that was I think it was on Thursday maybe. It was exactly eight years ago uh, since we played them. Really? Yeah so cause I, I put a tweet out about that and it was funny because someone called me out because I didn't want to like give Granderson the own goal, um, yeah. so I said I'm Drogba winner. Cause it looked like Drogba scored from the TV. I know, I know. Yeah, was, was, that, was that the game, um, or was it the United one where um, they put a temporary stand in the corner? No, that that was the Chelsea game where they put yeah. a temporary stand. That I well, all four, well, all corners, wasn't it? And because yeah. that boosted the attendance up to something like ten and a half thousand, eleven thousand, something like that. But Oh, I mean, that was a season, that was our last season in League Two uh, when we finished second to Burton Albion. And then, I mean, that was a great season. I mean, Ryan Woods, you know, was, was that, I think for me, that was the game where obviously it was on the tally and that Ryan Woods was already sort of scouted and that. But to think we had players like Ryan Woods and Connor Goldson playing in that team as well, you know, that was mm. a real good town side. And oh, what a moment, you know, Andy Mangan scored. I know. You can just hear the commentator now still. In the background with a flick yeah. on, flick on, man, you know, it's just like <laughs> beauty, wasn't it? It's just like yeah. you couldn't believe it yourself. You thought, are we going to take Chelsea all the way? But they went strong, uh, didn't they? Oh, I, they did. I mean, they was it Jason Mourinho, wasn't it? He was in charge yeah. at the time at Chelsea yeah. in the second stint as well. So I, they had like players like John Terry, Matic. Uh, I'm trying to think who the goalkeeper was, but they had some. Yeah, was, it German, was it Petacek? Was it Petacek? I might have been Petacek, and then they had Schiller, that German player. He was good. Uh, yeah, he was. Good, yeah. They had Salah, which we talked about. Some Hazard. Players. Yeah, Eden Hazard. I mean, I mean that was a, a real, real good Chelsea team as well. It's not and Gary Cahill as well. You know, mm. back then. Um, yeah, that was a that was a real good team. Like, and yeah, it's, it's crazy to think like. Um, that it doesn't seem that long ago, but eight years that was. Eight years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, thrown off the subject a wee bit there, but that I think <laughs> that, what was that? We, we talked about how poor Liverpool were, then Salah, and then I came into. There we go. There we go. But um, anyway, that's the way we flow. We just talk about anything. We don't any old random shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, we we don't follow the script here, do we? We just crack no. on. And, chat shite anyway <laughs> going back to games so we also talked about Shrewsbury first this week now I mean I was pretty I wouldn't say I was negative I just I think I was being realistic but I was pleasantly surprised at how well we played against Plymouth who were flying high at the top and I was amazed at their home record as well before when we were winning 1-0 at the time um, they'd won seven out of seven before we played them, and then we were winning one nil. And I thought, no, I know. are we going to be the team to crack it at home? Uh, but I mean, we we absolutely dominated. I mean, that first half, if we went in three, two or three nil up, that would not have been, you know, an unfair result on that at that point. And I mean, it's just the same old thing, though, isn't it? And and the only negative I'm going to say this week about town, I'm not going to say anything else. I don't care about possession. I don't care about this, that, and the other. You're playing against two teams in the top six. But for me, to go to Plymouth at top of the table, won seven out of seven, and totally play them off the park at times in the first half in terms of 
creating the best chances, defending well, playing the great counter attack that you know we do at times. I mean, it's brilliant. But the only downfall for me is the negativity out of those two games is our finishing mm. and not being able to hold a lead as well. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, see for Port, see for the Plymouth game. We, we we couldn't hold the lead, obviously, but that's the thing. Like, if you finish your chances, yeah, you, like see see the Plymouth game for me. If you go two and a lot, we we, we win that, no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah, I agree. But you put as the longer the game goes on, you get tired, your brain gets tired. That's when the mistakes creep in. And for me, those two goals were well. I would actually say our goal was a mistake that we capitalized on as well. So all three goals in that game were mistakes, but we did well to. But that was early on in the game. But for us, I can understand the degree why we, you know, we we let slip. But at the same point, if we were two nil up, that's not going to happen. Um, we'll talk about Shipley in a minute, good and bad. Um, I think we talked about it last week about how well he's done filling in for George Nurse. Yeah. Um, but the second goal for me is what I've talked about the last couple of weeks about Shipley, about the danger of him playing where he is. So we'll talk about mm. that in a minute. Mm. But yeah, you're right. Portsmouth as well, you know, one nil up, you get the lead, you think, right, we're in a good position. But let's face it, we deserved to probably lose yesterday in terms of the way we played. And we hung on there. But then give credit to the defence for, for getting a fantastic point. And it's mad to think that we played better against Plymouth and got with nothing. So... It's yeah. weird in it how football is, but yeah, what's your take on the two games? I mean, were you quite happy with town in general with the two games? Yeah, just echo what you said there, really, mate. I mean, um, I think we had nearly sort of 15 shots on, on goal in the Plymouth game, which was you know probably nearly four times as many as yesterday, and only three of them were on target. and I, I just don't think that's good enough, and um, and it and the standards at the start of a season, if you remember, we were talking about you know, it doesn't matter if we're not having all the ball is what we do with it when we've got it. And um, I don't know if you've had a look, but um, we average 30% of the ball um, and 24% of the ball in the two games. But the pass percentage was was shocking. Like it was as bad as I've seen it. So um, Plymouth, we only, of the 30% that we had the ball, 62% of our passing accuracy was any good. Um, and yesterday was even worse. So we only had 24% of a ball. And when we had it, our pass accuracy was nearly 50%. Like, right. and, you know, I'm considering Portsmouth overall with, you know, they trebled our passes, only 50% of our 200 pass, only made 200 passes, only 50% of them were completed. So we got away with one yesterday, I feel. Yeah, no, we definitely did. I, I totally agree that yesterday was a game where it was a good result, but not a good performance. Whereas Tuesday was a better. Yeah. Well, it was a bad result, but obviously, in terms of the performance, we, we didn't deserve to lose. We deserved at least a point, if not more. Um, mm. But, but it, it all comes down to what I talk about: is finishing your chances and, and what you do with it. So, whether it's keeping the ball and um, keeping the possession with the with the possession you've got. Um, because for me, I'm some people get too involved in how much possession we've got in a game. I couldn't care less if we've got 20%, 15%, or whatever. Yeah. It's about what you do with that 15 and 20%, like you said. If you think about it, if we've got 20% of the possession and we're only create, we're only keeping 50% of that in terms of keeping the ball, that's pretty, that's pretty it's poor, terrible. It's, terrible. it's pretty poor. See, so if you've got 20% of the ball right and you're keeping 80 90 percent of that that's fine you know you can but but it makes it so much harder when you haven't because it, it's hard enough as it is when the other team's got 80 percent of their possession um you know and, and for me i just felt like the portsmouth game especially second half it was like quite a constant bombardment of you know backs against the wall but you know credit to the defense but you can only rely on that defense for so long so when you do get the chances you've really got to snatch them up now i know yesterday we didn't have the chances but Let's look. You know, let's talk about the Plymouth game first. I mean, Plymouth, for me, we, we I mean, that was fantastic. The goal, uh, you know, we hit the bar twice. I think it was before yeah, the goal, yeah. and you're thinking, right, you know, this is good. This is, you know, putting the early pressure on, and we really looked like we wanted to, um, you, know, you know, go for it, and, and we did. You know, there was a sort of, it wasn't a backs against the wall from the start. We really did go for. Oh, it was momentum, wasn't there? 
Yeah, yeah, and it was good to see after the Charlton result to see that we didn't sit back. We just went and and took took the game to him, and and that's what you want from from us. And I, I do feel that sometimes we do play a better football away from home. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so I allude to the possession that you know Leicester won the league with the lowest um, possession um, in history of the Premier League, but they won the league with it. You know, and I think they had something like twenty eight, twenty nine percent possession on average. So, just goes to show, like we were talking about, it's what you do with it, what you yeah. mentioned, and we we would what we did with that possession in that first half was was spot on. We created chances, we hit them on the counter, we soaked up the pressure. The goal, you know, was came from the pressure from up top. Um, you know, picking the right pass out, finishing it first time. What 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 you were just talking about, and you know, an echo in that, but then. After that, it's like, right, let's go and get that second. And we just couldn't get that second goal. And for me, I just think, if we get that second goal, like I've said already, that's that's three points in the bag, you know. Mm. I, I don't even... I think Plymouth would have made a comeback and scored, but I do believe that when we do get into a good position at 2-0, nine times out of ten, we're good enough to keep that. But we are vulnerable when we have that one-goal lead because yeah. we didn't score a lot of goals. Well, I think half-time came too quickly, didn't it? Um, as soon as they, they got in at 1-0, you know, I, I, I always felt, sorry, yeah, I always felt at, at half-time that, especially with your mate coming on, I, I, <laughs> I, I, did, I did fear the worst. I don't, and I had no reason to after the first, um, uh, after the first half, but I don't know, did you have that same concern? I seen they brought the three subs on at half time, so you could see they were panicking, like um, because they knew that this was a not a good performance. And they, usually, when there's three changes, that's because there's been a few individual bad performances, and there was obviously. And and credit to Schumacher for changing it because you know he had to do something, and you could tell that Plymouth were more on the front foot. But to be fair, we, at the start of the second half, we could have easily gone 2-0 up again. You know, uh, Lee, he had some, a good chance. Um, we had some chances cleared off the line. And even when they equalised, we, we had the chance again to go 2-1 up in front. And it's just, it's just that final, it's, I said this, I actually, I can't believe I said this because it's one of these phrases that a lot of town fans got annoyed about. I was a big fan of Mickey Mallon, but he always used to say at the end of his tenure, like, fine margins and all else. You yeah. Know? And that's exactly what I would class the Plymouth game as really. It is fine margins. You know, you, you finish, you, you finish your chances, you get your just rewards and we didn't. And we, we'd got totally punished and, and Schumacher will look at that game and think, I, you know, we were lucky to win that as much as they dominated parts of the game. You know, they didn't, I don't, I wouldn't say they looked, for for a team that's won seven out of seven at home and a top of the table, I didn't think they were a top of the table side. If I'm right in saying, no, I would say no, they no. were probably a, a top half team. Yeah, obviously a top six, but not a flying high at the top of the division. Mm. You know, I've seen them play again. I've watched team you know, teams struggle and get totally dominated off the park by the likes of Plymouth and, and get thumped. You know, um, for me, I felt you know. We we played well, and yeah, we were more know, than competitive. And and I just yeah, I just wish I looked at the stats and thought, oh, we're going to be the first team to take something, and then obviously it didn't. Happen, and I just... tell you what, we were worrying about um, your mate getting a goal for him all week, weren't we? And it turned out to be another former town player that did it, but we weren't that had gone under the radar. Yeah, I was going to say Ennis. He's he played one game for town, one game. Yeah, he, he got injured, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was he was meant to be a really really good uh, loan signing from Wolves like yeah. back in the day, but never materialised. And then he obviously went back to Wolves and whatnot. But yeah, he um, I, he scored the winner. But this is this is what I was talking about. So you were saying about how well Shipley's done and all that, and he, he's fantastic for me. Shipley, without shadow of doubt, is better in his natural position. But the way he took his goal was good. He gives that balance on the side. You could see that when he took the goal and when we were attacking. But as the game was going on, I mean, Flanagan, uh, I think it was, was screaming yeah. at Shipley. You could see it a mile off. It was coming. As soon as that ball was whipped in, that player just snuck in. And, and for me, that's just down to Shipley not being aware of his of his, his, his player. Um, it's, it's not his natural position. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You could say that, End of the day, should be following his man. That's not really a 
position as such, but he's still out of his position. You know, he's maybe not used to players and the way they make their runs in that way. You know, he's more yeah. used to how players make runs in the middle, and he just fell asleep for a minute. And that's what it that's what it took. See if he doesn't fall asleep, we we, we nick a point. Uh, even their first goal, it's just a lapse of concentration, really, and it's just it's frustrating. I think when you see the goals we concede because we could have easily won that. Um, it was easily avoidable, but let, let's let's not like be too negative about it because it was a, such a good performance. Uh, on, on the whole, I thought that Tam really did put a shift in, um, and I, I do feel sorry for the players because they didn't get what they deserved. Yeah, on a on a on a long week as well. Um, you know, with yeah. with all the travel and just um, you mentioned now about Shipley uh, and that mistake. Uh, well, defensively positioning really wasn't it. Um, yeah. I just feel that across the season, I think we'll get away with it more often than not because of the five that we play. Um, you know, True. Flanagan goes across a lot, um, but I think as as average as Plymouth were, I think they showed in that moment, didn't they? Um, that that they will be up there this season. Um, and against the better teams, we, we will get punished. But um, I think having Shipley there for the season, we will get away with it more often than not. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, I think, well, it's just, um, you're not always going to come up against the quality of players, I suppose. I mean, the cross was a, a brilliant cross. And I suppose yeah. that player probably just knew that, you know, you know, you know, he knew that the run was going to be there. And, and it was just a, ball in. I mean, he's not going to know that Shipley's not going to track his marker, but no. you know, it was, even if Shipley did track his marker, it still could have been a goal because it was such a good ball in. But the fact that Shipley was so far from Ennis, it was just, it was so mm. annoying really, I think. And it's, you don't want to get annoyed with Shipley because he had a great game and he scored a good goal um, and he's out of his position. For me, personally, I know it sounds a bit daft, but I would be looking to put Leahy back there. So he, is, he knows that position, yeah. Because and then what would you play Taylor Moore in the middle? Let's hold yeah, him instead. Yeah, yeah, play play Taylor Moore in the middle. Put him in there. Cause he's done a decent job in there, and that gives Shipley the freedom to go up with, with Bayless. But I, I'm not Cottrell. Cottrell knows better than me. But just looking as a fan and looking at the, you know, the, that position, um, you know, Shipley can offer that going forward. But in defence, you know, is are we going to get away with that week in, week out? We, we, we may do, we may not. It's just, like you say, I, I get a loan in we, January. Yeah, we, we definitely do need to get a loan in and, and we are struggling on numbers now. I mean, I mean, the cost of, like, you know, what, I mean, for me, he started the season on fire at town and was looking a real good signing. I thought, this is brilliant. And to be fair, Bennett's come in, so we've not really... We've not felt the the um, a lot sort of detriment of, of it, uh, yeah. Yeah, but but what, what? But the thing is, I'm I'm sure like the Costa could have maybe played on the left side, maybe, um, you know. But the, it's just one of them. We, we have got the flexibility in the squad. That's putting. Uh, he's he's obviously put Shipley there, and he, he's played all right to be fair. He, he had a good game against MK Dons and that, but is it is it long term? No, you know, he's, no. he's he's obviously hoping just to get through till. January and then bring someone in, but mm. it, it, it's starting to show maybe that. I mean, I look at Plymouth right that game. If George Nurse is there, we may not concede. That. I'm not saying we will. We may not concede that goal, that second one. Uh, but also, if Udo's playing, we're finishing one of those chances on on the form that Udo was on. You know, he he's he's more natural. I just yeah. think that Sadie, as much as he's good and um, Street. I just think that. Um, what are you he, thinking about all, Street? Yeah, Street for me, he's, he's a he's a he's a hard work. He's a I would say Streets. For me, he hasn't shown me know. anything yet. I don't think he works hard. He's 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 just hmm. he's I don't know. He's just raw, really, really raw. Yeah, I can see there's a player in there, but. I'm not seeing enough for him to be starting every week. That's the thing for me is why. What's happened to Bloxham? Like he doesn't seem to get a chance at the minute. I'm Bowman. Yeah. Yeah. No. Block Bloxham. Bloxham for me has just gone well off the boil. Um, yeah. And it's really not a good sign because um, we want to be bringing youth players in. And for me, when you're putting loan players in before your own, let's not forget Bloxham's not a player that's played five or six games. He's played 40-odd games last season. 
uh, yeah. in all competitions. S- scored a few goals, you know, so he's he's more than capable of um, yeah. starting week in week out. So uh, for me, I would like if and and the thing is, you, you know, when we are looking for goals and that, you know, blocks them, you know, why we not bringing them on? He's just sitting there on the bench. I, it's the only thing that really does baffle me that um, I agree decision. And and also bringing Bowman on really late, you know, yeah. need to bring him on a bit earlier. Also, but, um, taking into the fact the the logistics of the week as well. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure we were unchanged on yesterday. Um, yeah. which I was surprised with, given uh, you know they had to do a lot of running on um, on Tuesday night following Plymouth round in terms of a possession. Um, you know, it's easy. <laughs> It's easy to say that, that you know they're fit lads, and and I'm sure that's the case. But I was very very surprised that some of them, well, that all all of them, uh, what well, it was unchanged, you know. It it goes to show that the it's great, you know, the fit lads and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you're right in what you're saying because it, it, maybe that's why we look so ragged at times, especially second half against Portsmouth, and so uh, you know the passes were misplaced and you know, the amount of possession that we did lose and that was just down to the tiredness um i don't think it's down to the fact that they ain't got the quality i just think no you know they were r- running low on fuel um yeah so that's a very good point that you, you, yeah. you mentioned and you would like to think that blocks would at least get a good half an hour run out uh, 45 minutes or something i just i just feel sometimes he offers a bit of physical presence up front more than maybe i think they might start though. him against york though yeah, I think I think, I think that what, what what I will say is that we haven't got a league game, so we've got what ten days now um, until the league game. Yeah, 10, 11 days. Until Eleven days. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good break. So it will give a chance for some to be uh, dropped. So you may see the likes of Bogoyne come back in. Um, you, you like say Blocks and will come back in. Bowman, Bowman as well. So yeah, the, I mean, you you like to think no disrespect to York, but at home. With, with the squad that we have got on the bench, Taylor Moore will obviously come in as well. It will give one or two uh, players Pike. a rest. Yeah, Pike as well. And you know what? I know a lot of people would say no to it, but I would drop Leahy uh, for this game, just give him a rest um, yeah. because you don't want him getting injured. Um, you'd rather be, you know, as much as one, you want to progress in the FA Cup, we're doing all right in the league. So yeah. we want to try and keep everyone as fit as possible um, I agree. until the January window. Uh, we've got a couple of big games coming up in the league after Oxford. We've got Barnsley at home. We've got Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. And then Lincoln. In Lincoln. So we, we do need our players fit. And we are down to the bare bones um, at the moment. Yeah. With yeah. O'Brien getting a friend, fresh in. I mean, this O'Brien, for me, oh, what's, your, what's, what's your take on this? I mean, players, he's not been fit since he's at the club, right? And yeah, we sign him and you think this is a good signing. But for me, how did he pass his medical? I know. I, that that always blows my mind when, when this happens, this um, you know, this situation happens. And is he unlucky? Is he just injury prone? I just you know, how long are we gonna have to wait until he gets a run in the side it's, this season? It's just, after it's just a waste it's a, it's a waste of a wage as well. I mean, how he's he's played he hasn't even I don't think he's even started a game in the league. No. Um, he's barely played any minutes in the league. He's not given anything to the team, and it, uh, you don't want to criticise a guy because he's not. No, you can't. Yeah. He played for us, but at the same point, you've got a question. Cottrell signing him. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not critical on Cottrell signings by any means because he seems to have got them all right. But on this one, I would say he's got it wrong. Um, was it a rushed signing? Was he just maybe taking the chance on this one? Obviously, if he was taking a chance so far, um, he's got it wrong. But let's not, like, obviously... Um, yeah, you can't judge O'Brien yet, I suppose. Yeah, let's 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 not um, shoot him down just yet because, I mean... Yeah. You're like right about fight. the medical, though. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it does baffle me because, like, he, he he just seemed to be doing his, his training and all of a sudden he's got this injury. Yeah, and, and then the thing is, this, I And this injury he got now is different. It's apparently a knock-on effect to another one. Uh, to the one he had so i'm like you know it's a bit like when you go for your car for its mot you know all these faults don't just come mm. up at once they are mm. there are sort of niggling in the background so you would you would think with a i'm <laughs> not trying to compare o'brien to a car in any means but you know what i'm saying it's like mm. when these checks are done it's something would surely flag up yeah. 
So it is a bit of a concern as, as to why that wasn't. If it wasn't, then it's a bit of a mystery. With the Costa, obviously, um, he started the season great. He's obviously doesn't play a lot of football, so maybe that's caused the injury. Um, I, I don't know, but it's a bit of a shame because the Costa was, uh, I know for, for, from you watching him in early pre-season and then in the earlier games in the league, you were quite excited about the Costa. Mm, I was, I was. Um, it just got, sort of got stopped in its tracks really, didn't it? Um, it's funny because um, there wasn't really an overlap with him being out and Bennett coming back. It was uh, quite a smooth transition and so we didn't really feel like that that right-back right. void had um had, had gone missing so um, it'd be nice when we get him back though because it'd be good competition and um, it just frees up Bennett to play in midfield a bit more as well I mean I mean, the good the good thing is that we have got players coming in that are seem getting full fitness now at Winchester's really you know game on game doing really well uh, Bennett obviously getting his fitness back up I mean he's doing great things on and off the field and you know he really gets the club like we talked about yeah. last week it's it's great that we you know we're getting players like Bennett back in and obviously him scoring yesterday was good um, yeah I was buzzing for him yeah no he's he's like the Sean Wardley hasn't he replacement now he's a sort of fan's favourite yeah and, and you know what it's good we always need a sort of player like that um, and no, I mean, what we have got is good. I'm not going to complain. We're 11th with five points off of playoffs, a point better than when we looked at it last week. I think we're eight points clear of relegation. So we're not, no concerns or anything, but obviously the only concern I would say, or two concerns I would say is um, we are looking a bit light um, mm. and we need to start taking our chances with Tan. I think I think that pretty much sums up the last two games really and, and the sort yeah. of week we've had so far. Would you agree on that? Yeah, I would. Um, I did worry about this week. I said last week, didn't I, that the Charlton defeat was so, I thought it could be potentially damaging, um, knowing that we've got such a long week logistically and against two good sides um, coming up. And um, kind of, yeah, it came true really, didn't it? I think I said 1-0 defeats in both games, if I'm right in saying. Um, So I wasn't really... Uh, a million miles away in goals conceded. I, I did worry though after the Plymouth defeat how demoralising that would be in terms of morale. But fair play, they've um, pop, rolled the sleeves up. Another long journey down south, yeah. uh, and they've got another, you know, an, uh, well, a real good result. Even though the performance wasn't there. And sometimes when you're having the sort of season we are, you just pick. I talked about picking up the draws here and there. So to me, that's a you'll take that all day long because there will be better performances in the season. And we will not get results so that's sometimes just the way the, the, the season goes and yeah uh, yeah but you know what we, we if you look at it six defeats in the league in 16 i think we're seven or eight points better off than this time last season so yeah, everything yeah. is still looking positive in terms of the way we're going um we're not conceding a lot which is always the same sort of story with town but we're not also conceding uh, scoring a lot which again is the same story so there is similarities there but a lot more positive things to talk about from yeah. this time last season so talk, talking of which um shout out to everyone who made the trip this week as well um yeah i think we're 200 on tuesday at plymouth that's that's so good that so yeah. so good um, and then 400 true. yesterday yep no totally echo that i mean Great, great following from town. And you know what? I don't see what really bugs me is all these. I mean, I seen it after we took 200 odd and they made some noise like, and you, you get the odd fans like Exeter going, oh, we took a thousand to Derby. I don't really care. Like, you know, you're a city, mm. you've got, you know, the, the population of Exeter is like 140,000. We're 70,000 or something like that. Mm. We, we're not a city. You, we've got loads of other clubs to compete with, whereas you're really. The only sort of club around your area, um. So I just, for me, I just, I hate, I hate people that belittle fans that go away. Oh, like, I see know, F- I Fleetwood when they take like fifty fans to Sheffield Wednesday, or you know Forest Green who take a few up to Fleetwood or whatever on a who cares? Tuesday night. I mean, at the end of the day, credit the fans whether it's twenty, two hundred, or two thousand. Who cares? It's a, it's credit to them, and you know, I, I, fair play, like. It's good when you see a good away crowd. Don't get me wrong, but at the same point, it's it's they're the heartbeat of the club. You know these yeah. fans, and uh, and you know times are tough at the minute. So you know credit to the people that do travel, and like you said, well done to the ones that did travel. Mm. Also, um, Plymouth, Plymouth got fifteen, sixteen thousand on a Tuesday night as well. They they sold out. Amazing. 
yeah, it was a good atmosphere and it got good. And, and I liked it when we scored because you can yeah. just, I like the close up videos they do now in the media, like uh, the media coverage that they do at the club. And I like the, the close up goal and the celebration that Shipley done. Um, <laughs> yeah, the town fans making some noise. And to be fair, there's a lot of noise in that ground. Um, you know, so fair play to him. And uh, I seen uh, Busy put up a tweet uh, or a post on Facebook about saying how proud he was of everyone, uh, the fans and that. And that's what, you know, they were one up at the time. But then, you know, he said at the end as well about how it's disappointing to lose, but he was so proud of the fans and he'd met so many faces, new and old. And I thought that's what it's all about, you know. Absolutely. You know, so, so credit go to all of you. You know, all the youngsters there traveling down. I remember doing it when I was young, when I was 15, 16. And, and, you know, it's great to see town fans doing it again, enjoying themselves. So, you know, don't slag your fans. You know, these people that slag fans off um, for travelling, you know, it's, you know, you don't get an extra point um, for taking extra. Um, so, you know, just shut up. <laughs> yeah, if anything, your club loses out. Exactly, yeah, and 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 uh, move it moving on and talking a good support. Kilmarnock uh, travelled to Perth um, this weekend. Uh, fantastic support there. Australia's yeah. a long way in it for in a way. No, did I say I? Um, I so <laughs> Perth. <laughs> Hi. So uh, it was at St. Johnston, like, and it was a great performance, like. Um, but the the, the fans, they, they they did well. So the Killy Trust put on a um, thing for the supporters, uh, for the youth, uh, the the Killy Youth, um, sorry, Killy Youth, the what they call the young squirrels. Um, so basically the Killy Trust, but the younger version. Uh, I would have gone if it wasn't for a Halloween party. Um, but they basically had, I think it was ten pound a head. Um, for everyone, um, but the kids got in for free. Okay. So basically, it was an agreement between um, both clubs that they would do that. So there's a lot more events going to be like that this season. So be sure. So it was really good. I spoke to one or two of the dads earlier on in the week, saying they were going, and it was a kids' first away game. So even though we lost one nil, you know that experience again to go to an away game at an early age and. I'm still to take Charlotte to an away game, so hopefully that will happen um, sooner rather than later this season. Um, technically, Hamden might be a first away game, but in the league, I will be taking her to an away game at some point. Which one are you be thinking in? of? Uh, I don't know, because I'm not too sure yet. Because obviously, there's got the Christmas break and that, and then depending on work and whatnot, it sometimes can be a bit tight. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But um, probably looking at January or February. Yeah. After the uh, cup game, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, the crowd was brilliant. I don't know how many there was yesterday, but there's a there's a uh, tweet a picture out later, uh, or I think I might have retweeted one earlier, but it was a fantastic amount there. Uh, so well done to all who travelled. Uh, apparently made some good noise as usual. Come on, you know, the fans never letting the um, the team down. They always travel well in numbers. Um, I think they took to St Mirren about fifteen hundred. Uh, the other week, they've took over 1,200 to Livingston this season, 500 to Ross County, which is at the back end of Scotland. Um, so, you know, they've, <laughs> they really do travel in numbers and they've only seen one goal uh, and with one point. So, you know, extra credit goes out to them because they don't get much when they return back to Kilmarnock. Um, but yeah, yesterday was a bit of a, should I say, interesting one. So... Hmm. What's your thoughts on VAR before we we uh, <laughs> continue? Um, the the fundamental idea of it is good. Um, you know, I know it takes away some of the uh, the arguments on a Monday morning that you can have, and I think when it comes down to black and white offsides, yes and no, I think it 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 can be good. Um, but the stuff that's open to interpretation, I don't like. The stuff that still becomes subjective to whichever referee is sat behind the VAR screen. One referee might give one thing, another might give another. That's not VAR. And if that's if it becomes um, subjective, then it's not clear and obvious that they say it has to be. I know. So, so I'll tell you what happened then. So is it, we, we're losing 1-0 early off, early goal um, from Ash Taylor. It was a deflected shot. That's just 
a luck at the minute. Uh, yeah. That wasn't uh, that wasn't the, the talking point because um, we had chances to get back into it. We had more possession, more chances. A bit like Town, just can't get clinical enough. Can't kind of finish our chances. But then when you do get those breaks, you're thinking, right, that's fine. So I think it was on 61 minutes, a player, James Brown for St. Johnston, flies in, uh, foot off the ground, ankle breaking challenge. Um, referee goes for the red card straight away. <laughs> right, so straight red, happy days. But VAR is now involved in it. So the VAR gets involved five minutes later. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah. The ref goes and has a look, rescinds it to a yellow. Yeah, that, that I'm just I'm I'm baffled by it. Like it's it's like it's a straight red card. It's is the ref has not even thought about it. He's seen it straight away and gone for the red. An instinctive you know? reaction. Yeah, it's that's the reaction. And now we're 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 analysing the game on some guy three hours away, probably somewhere in Glasgow, maybe I don't know, just watching this and saying that's no, not. How can how can he say it's you know, just like you said, how can one ref say one, one say the other? For me, it wasn't like he was in a a, a position where he couldn't see this either. Um, to add to it, St. Johnston pundits on sports scene, two ex-St. Johnston players said it should have been a straight red. Yeah. So there was no biased yeah. opinion there either. They even mm-hmm. said it was a straight red. And they're watching it back after the game. Um, you, you know, so I'm baffled I feel, by it. I feel if they're going to have... Um, we need to be hearing the conversations that happen. So when um, when VAR Stockley Park or in England, I don't know where it is up there, but um, when they had that conversation with the referee, I think it needs to. I think we need to hear that. Maybe not live, but afterwards, hear the conversation that happens and, and that why they're explaining it. Thing is, the damage is already done, though. Even I after know. the game, I know what you're saying. I get, I get what you, 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 where you're coming from. You know, you want the clarity, you want fans to be yeah. explained, but the damage is already done. For me, um, we had a goal disallowed as well with ten minutes to go. Uh, again, there's no reason why VAR needs to get involved. There's apparently a shove in the box. It wasn't given until the VAR gave it. So we were, we had, not only we did have a goal chalked off, we had a, a, a an obvious red card again. Both pundits said there was nothing wrong with it. it. Should have been a goal. You know, this isn't like this is two ex St Johnston pundits as well. So it's even yeah. more laughable that they're they're telling both decisions were wrong. Um, I think I, some I just, of the um, the decisions they try and look for a reason to not give it rather than you know they'll look at every little incident in a penalty box rather uh, than rather than give a benefit of a doubt. It's, it's even even last week, Hearts were playing at home to Celtic and there was so much VAR controversy. Oh, it's a joke. Um, and they, they got a penalty through VAR. Two minutes later, Celtic had a shot on the edge of the box. The player puts his hand out, clear his day, pulls it back in, hits his arm. We're like, ah, that's an obvious penalty. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching it on a small mobile phone at this point. And uh, they go to VAR. I don't think they, I don't even think they looked at VAR, actually. I can't remember, but basically it wasn't a penalty. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, how? So for me, like VAR, you know, we're not even nine days in up in Scotland. It's an absolute farce. I mean, you can't see if you can even get simple decisions right. What's the point in having it? I agree. Completely what agree. I don't, I don't get it. See, see, for me, if the referee gives a straight red card, he sees that. I get, I get the argument is, oh, it might not be a red, but it, it was clear as day. Like, it's, it's a leg breaker. Um, it wasn't as bad as earlier on in the season against Ross County. But what annoys me even more is why the hell is, is VAR coming halfway through the season? I oh, know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it baffles me. See, if we had VAR, there's a chance we would have had two... Ross County would have had two players yeah. sent off against us and we wouldn't have lost that 1-0 because maybe the result would have turned and gone a different way. And I know I sound like I'm bitching here. In no, because, game, but... yeah, but if it's um, it's not the whole season, then it's not consistent, is it? And you're right. Um, Ross County would have had um, more home games by the end of the season with no VAR well, well, than other teams. Well, 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 guess what? The teams in the league haven't played the same amount of games either. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So like, where's your heart? So, so before before the I think Hearts have got a game in hand. I think uh, Livingston have got a game in hand. Uh, there's another team that got a game in hand. So they're going to get one more advantage on VAR. Um, but then at the same point, <laughs> you know, VAR went against us yesterday. So I'm like, what's the point of VAR? Because if VAR wasn't involved and it was started next season, 
we would have there'd have been a straight red card and we would have got the equaliser. So yeah, um, I, I know I'm sounding like sour grapes and that because we've lost one nil, but I just think that it does. You know, even if we 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 didn't deserve to lose, that's the thing. Yesterday, I would say a draw would have been a fair result. I think St Johnson were that great, if I'm honest, mm. um, from what I watched back, and 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 we you know we had equal amount of chances. Possession-wise, we had more possession. Uh, XG and that. If you want to look into the XG and the stats and go in that way, we we had the majority of it all. You know, we were winning on everything. We just couldn't finish our chances, and it's that cutting edge, that final ball, that that misplaced pass. You know, the one you know in the key areas, and that's that's what failed. But VAR just you know did did you know does it doesn't help? It doesn't. It adds. It's a distraction. It's not and and it's not needed. And both decisions i think in total took up about nine minutes you know yeah that's the other thing because the big um sort of term they use when this first got introduced was clear and obvious how is it fucking clear and obvious if it takes nine minutes to to come to a conclusion look at spurs in the week spurs in the week took ages didn't it see see if you're taking five minutes to decide that that's for, for me. If you can make that decision straight away, and then you've got someone in a box two hours away telling you different, and then you're having to think about it for five minutes, for me, why are you thinking about it? You, you knew what it was when you seen it. So, mm. so why are you then trying? It's like you're trying to justify their decision rather yeah. than go with what you think it is. And then, when they, when they send you when they do decide right, ref, you need to go and have a look at it at the screen. They always slow slow it down. So they'll show some. They'll never show it in in um in real time. It's like right. slow motion where things naturally look worse. It, oh, it's a joke. It's a, it is a you, joke. You know, you know what the challenge uh, the challenges uh, in the Ross County game. We're not going to lie, were worse than this one. But this one was still justifiable and offer for a red card because um, maybe not ten years ago or whatever. But if you're talking about the here and now, that's yeah. a red card because he, he's. You look at other challenges. I think it was. Um, I think Tony Watt got sent off at the weekend for Dundee United for a, a similar challenge. His foot was off the ground and he caught the back of his ankle. Similar challenge. This one was a bit harder. In, in he prof- I mean, lucky he didn't get out of breaking his ankle. Like, and it's just frustrating because one of these days you're going to get someone hurt like um, as well. And I just need to stamp it out. But now, I mean, VAR, I'm done with it. Nine days in. Already? I, I, I was, oh, <laughs> nine days in, I'm like, I'm actually done with it. I'm like, I've seen enough of it. Mate, next week, you watch, there'll be one that benefits you and you'll be like, yeah, it's not so bad after all. But No, but to be fair, I, I, you, you, yeah, you'd be right. There may be a season <laughs> where it does benefit us, but I still think it's wrong because... I know, I know, I know. Because if when it's been brought in, I'm happy to... If, if VAR was brought in, in in pre-season, next season, fair enough. It's been brought in halfway through. Players haven't played... Teams haven't played the equal amount. There's an unfair advantage. Let's just put it this way: wait till the all the, the two play together. Wait till Glasgow, uh, the Celtic and Rangers play each other, because I'll, I'll be interested to see what VAR is like when them two play. Um, that, that, that's when the talking point will happen. Doesn't matter when it happens with small teams like Kilmarnock, apparently. But see when it's Rangers and Celtic and it kicks up and it goes and it goes wrong. So far, it's not gone wrong. See the minute it goes wrong with one of them two, that you know everyone will know about it. But because it's Kilmarnock, mm. it doesn't matter. And that's what look at the Premier League, mate. Look at the Premier League down here. It's the same, isn't yeah. it? It's always highlighted worse when it's in a bigger game. I know, I know. Well, you know what? That that's I mean, nothing really much I'll say about Kilmarnock this weekend. The only thing I will say is McInnes really does frustrate me on one thing only. Um, is he, he, he needs to start. If, I mean, for me, what really frustrates me actually in general, this is a general thing, but McInnes especially because he does it. He's brought on a Bobby Wales, who's meant to be chased by the likes of Sheffield United, Newcastle, um, to name a few. And he's, uh, I think, he's only 16, 17, this boy, but he, uh, well, 17. But he's 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 banging him in for fun in the youth team and that. And he's he's been on the bench last week and then this week. He brings him on in the 90th minute when you're chasing an equaliser. What's the point in that? What 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 benefit is that to a to a young striker coming on and getting what? five minutes added on time why yeah. are you not bringing him on with like 15 minutes to go or something get him a proper run out like you know yeah um you know you're losing one nil anyway what what's you know if you i'd rather lose a game two nil at least chase it a bit more and a bit more i don't know i just feel sometimes he, he plays a bit too much caution to the wind with that uh same with stevie warnock a young boy sitting on there uh, i just i just wish he would trust the youth team a bit more 
that because in the day we, we lose so much talent so cheaply to the clubs down south we need to start taking advantage he talks about putting money on the pitch and making it the, a bit a bit more of a profit but let's play these boys let's give them the chance let them shine let them do what they want to do and you know you, you always see that i mean i had to laugh i watched the man united game the other night and the boy came on for sheriff like and it was just literally so he could say that he stepped on a pitch at Old Trafford. He came on, right? I kid you not, 95th minute, he stepped on the pitch, ran up to the centre circle, and then the ref blew the whistle. <laughs> I'm like, what is... I mean, and the thing is, right, they're not they're not holding on for a lead, wasting time. They're losing. Yeah. They're losing 3-0. I'm like, what is the actual point in that? I just... Yeah. It's things like that just irritate me. I think there should be a rule where you're not allowed to bring subs on after so long. <laughs> yeah, so it's like there should be a cut-off point. It's like unless there's an injury, there's a cut-off point where you kind of bring any subs on because it this irritates you a lot, me. Um, especially because but... especially when it's so tactical, because you know you'll see um, you see it at town all the time if we're chasing to get like um, oh, Charlton last week. You know they're going to try and sap the momentum out of the game by making a substitution. It's not tactical at all. It's purely to stop. And I know that's that's what they're there for, and we do it. Every know, team does even, it, but... even when we do it, it annoys me. So I'm like, you're waiting, you know, you're like, oh, for God's sake, mate. Even I get fed up with doing it when, yeah. when your own team does it. Even when you're winning, I just get fed up with it. I'd rather just hold on to the lead by playing football and just holding it in the corners and just, you know, wasting time winding the opposition up. But you see these subs, it just, it just, I just, that's just my personal gripe anyway. But yeah. for me, Bobby Wales should be coming on long before that, and or not at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if you're not going, if you're going to bring him on in '94, in '91st, '92nd minute, just play him in the next game, give him plenty of time. How can a player? I mean, even if he scores, he's, he can't really show his true abilities and his true attributes of what he can do. Like you know, you need to give players more time uh, to shine. Um, mm. And credit to Cottrell, to be fair. He's done that in the past with blocks. And I know we talked about he's not used them this season, but in the past he has. Um, but, yeah, we need... Yeah, I mean, for for, uh, for McInnes, he really needs to start doing that. But, anyway, that's another conversation another day. But in terms of VAR, bye-bye, out the window, in the bin, <laughs> nine days, see you later. I literally do not want it to return. But, hey-ho, it's here, it's there. It's going to be talked about. It's not about going anywhere. Week. It's yeah. probably going to be talked about next week, the week after... And the week after that, like, like, I, what I will say is, thank God the World Cup's on because um, I won't have to talk about VAR or think about it um, yeah, after what three more games I think we've got until the until well, the. Uh, don't be too don't be too surprised, mate, because I reckon there'll be a lot of it there and all. I, I am watching the World Cup, by the way. I, I'll say this now: I'm not fussed about the World Cup one bit, so I'll happily be concentrating on Shrewsbury and league football. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not watching the World Cup. I don't, I don't agree with it for one minute, where it is, and it just seems odd watching a World Cup in November. So I'll be giving that a buy. Okay, okay. But you can tell me, you can tell me all about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm saying that I'm hoping to make Gareth Southgate's uh, 55 man squad. Um, yeah. Before the cut off, you know, I might get a chance. What's that about? Like, why? Why have they all got to announce a fifty-five? Just let them wait a little bit longer. Announce for twenty-eight, and then let them cut it to the twenty-three or whatever it is. That's ridiculous. You're, you're literally getting rid of more than you're taking. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just uh, the good old FIFA, eh? They'll. Uh, um, enough said about them. The better, but yeah, no, no. World Cups are by for me. I'm be uh, full on salop on board, but no, it's um. Hopefully, it will give the Kilmarnock players a bit of a rest as well and, yeah. and come back yeah. fresh and ready for uh, the Christmas uh, period as well. But mm. I can't believe Ooh. that. It's Christmas around the corner soon. Absolutely. I know. I know. Isn't it going to be weird um, hearing, um, I wish it could be Christmas every day on the radio and then followed by Three Lions? It's just going to be such a weird remix, isn't it? Yeah. And that v- would be a bit uh, Vindaloo. Vindaloo, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, true. I imagine that because, the, the, am I right in saying, like, we play Hearts on the 17th away. And the World Cup finals on the 18th. Yeah, and, um, and you'll I'm be in, full, I'm you'll in be Berlin, full on, and you'll be full on Christmas tunes. But then I've actually said this year, I'm full on religiously watching uh, the Jungle. Uh, what's it called? Um, I'm a celebrity. I'm a yeah. celebrity. Get me out of there because um, it's back in Australia, and I reckon that'll be more interesting than the World Cup this year. <laughs> hey, mate, um, get this right. Um, I'm, it's it's written in the stars that it's an England Germany final, by the way, because um, the World Cup final. I'm in Berlin that that weekend, and um, could you imagine? 
yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be loving it. I'll be. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I, like. It'd be great to see England win it, but I'm not going to be like shouting from the rooftops because that'll be bad, you know. Especially, when I think I'm you'll get sucked in. I do think. You'll no, get no, in. no, no. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not going to baffle on now and say that and then get sucked in. No chance. You will not see. You me reckon? Much. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm. Especially now, nah, it's just it's just the wrong time and all that, you know. Like, yeah. it's just for me, like World Cups in the summer, this November, just it's, it's just all that money. Though. It's a what exactly one off? I don't want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am well against it, so um, yeah. Where's the next Euros? I don't know. I'm not sure. Germany? Is it Germany? Not sure. Not sure. Uh, Germany, but yeah, I'll have a look. Maybe Scotland will be there with England. Never know. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Yes, maybe. Anyway, um, that's all we've got time for. I think we'll have a. Should we do a quick prediction, or are we going to leave it this week? We've been yeah. Um, yeah, we can do a York one if you want. Yeah, we'll do a York one. Well, well, well I'll go for a. Oh, I think York will John make Askey, it hard by for us. the way. Yeah, John Askey. I think York will make it hard for us. My mate went to watch York yesterday, funnily enough. Um, he did these. No, he, he <laughs> does. He's, he's got me introduced to this. Uh, have you heard of the padded seats? Um, it's like a, they basically go around the country and do like VIP and that. So he right. got a deal with York City and they were playing at home to Southend. Um, and. He was saying that Shrewsbury will have no problems against York next week. They were dire. Oh, Christ. No, I've heard it now. Oh. Yeah, I know. So, so I was no, like, why? We'll have like, no problems. Uh, so I was like, why did you have to tell me that? Why did yeah. you just not, like, just not text me? So I'm going to go for a narrow 1-0 win because I know Town haven't got many goals in them at the minute. And I, we talked about Bloxham before, so I'm going to get him to score the winner. Yeah, I was going to say Bloxham. I'll, ch- I'll change it up, seeing as you've said him. Um, I'll go Bowman 3-1. Oof, 3-1, but yeah, you're confident. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think, um, I know York are, uh, they're National League, aren't they? Yeah. National, yeah, and we played um, uh, Stratford this time last year. I can't believe it's been a year since that game. And um, and I went into, I know Stratford are a lower, lower than York in the pyramid, but I went into that worrying that we were going to be watching a, a bit of a giant killing and it was pretty comfortable, wasn't it? So, I, yeah, I, I think we'll get through and I think we'll get... Yeah, pretty comfortable. Yeah, I think we'll go through, but I think because we're going to play a weakened team, I just I feel mm. so. Our squad isn't may... big enough to go eleven changes, though, is it? We'll still, I reckon, the back line will still be pretty. Familiar. Yeah, no, no. I, I just think up front, we just, you know, mm. we are struggling for goals at times. Um, yeah. that's, but hopefully, I'll, I'll go with your prediction. Three one will be nice. Mm. But shout yeah. out, um, Cade Craig as well. He's gone to Telford, hasn't he, on loan? So hopefully that'll help him. Um, yeah, went straight yeah. in, straight into the starting lineup as well. Yeah, I know, but he's got a tough ask. Obviously, they're bottom of the table, which is uh, nice to see. Just, just for him, his own personal <laughs> but, uh, development, you know. Uh, good to see him uh, get a few games under his belt now that the uh, the uh, trophies out of the way that Shrewsbury are out of. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely give him some games and then hopefully come back with a bit more I'm surprised um, Caton hasn't gone somewhere like that. Yeah, I don't know. Caton, obviously... I, th- I don't think Caton will be here next season. I think uh, he'll be released at the end of the season. Um because he's only, I think he's out of contract in the summer, isn't he? It's so. a strange one because he's he's had no loans or no opportunity to go and, you know, show what he can do, whether it be at another club for a six month loan or something like. That. It's a very strange one. No, no. And then Oxford, I'm going to go oh, Oxford. So Kilmarnock fans will know that Stuart Finlay went from Philadelphia to Oxford, um, and I've got a fear, you know, always got this fear of ex-players scoring against us. Um, and I've had three players that have used to play for Shrewsbury that have always scored against uh, Kilmarnock. So I've just got this feeling that Stuart Finlay, like because he's been in the team, he's going to score. He's a centre back, so I fans, I just feel he's going to score against us, um, which I hope he doesn't. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go for one or Oxford because it's one of those ones where even though they're not doing so well, they've got goals in them. They also have got a good record recently and I think they've won three of the last four or four of the last five against us. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it'll be a tricky game but I think we'll get a draw out of that. So one Yeah, so so do I. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. Um, I, Oxford and MK Dons were actually the two clubs last season that like I, I thought they were brilliant on the ball um, and I'm, I'm sure it was Oxford that came to, came to town and played really, really well. They were one of the better sides last season and so the DNA is still there. Um, 
I'm going to say 2-2, and I'm going to say... I'll say... Sadie. Sadie. Well, I'm going to go on... I'm going to go on Street. I reckon. Bloody hell. See, I'm just going to go for... Just because you said about Street there, like what we were talking about, and so I'm like, ah, yeah, we'll go, we'll go with Street. Um, yeah. And Kilmarnock, right? So you you text me earlier about how Celtic had three stands against all of the Liverpool. televised ones, yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, we, we us and St Mirren refuse that. We don't give them uh, their their what they demand is what they think they should have. Uh, Livingston just take the advantage for the money, um, but mm. yeah, that's basically what they do. So Celtic don't complain about plastic pitches when they win. Oh, um, it looked bloody horrible today as well. To be fair, theirs is worse than ours. Oh, it looks terrible. It, does, it doesn't look good. But we're playing Livingston, so it's the battle of the um, the plastics on Friday. <laughs> um, what did someone call it? The uh, I can't remember what someone called it now. Let me know Plast- if you remember. Plastic, the plastic. El Plastico. El Plastico, that's the one. I've just thought of it off the top of my head, but yeah, it's got that's, me, that's, it? <laughs> yeah, El, El Plastico. So it's the El Plastico, um, yeah, the, the big game on <laughs> on Friday. So, but I'm gonna, I'm confident of a win. If we win, we go a point behind them. And uh, the good thing is, if we win, um, and Dundee United lose away at Celtic, which you would like to think they would after the nine nil defeat last time, um, then. We go six points clear of Dundee United, and we meet them on the Wednesday away. Wow! The same night against Oxford, so you know that you know that's if we win, we're pretty much guaranteed that Celtic should beat them. Um, and then they they then play away at Aberdeen. We play Hibs at home one. before the break. So yeah, so we we really could put some distance before the World Cup between bottom and and obviously move ourselves closer to the top six, maybe. Seventh or eighth, um, obviously Ross County lost their home to Hearts today, which was good. So that was good news. I mean, there's no changes there in terms of goal difference and uh, points. So even though we did lose and VAR went to, went against us, um, the results certainly uh, went lead Ross County as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I know they did. I tell you what, Hearts have got a terrible defence this year. They've conceded 21 mm. goals worse than us, and uh, um, after our rocky start. But you know, our fancy is to. Um, yeah, two nil against Livingston, uh, and then I think Dundee United will get a one all draw. Oh. So Goals. Dan, Goals Danny, Arm, Danny Armstrong will score uh, against Livy and Jordan Jones, and I think hmm, I'm gonna go for I don't know why, but it's got Rory McKenzie against Dundee United. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for a win and a draw as well. Win the draw, good man. Four points. That's that's what I like to. You know what? That's that'd be a good return out of those two games, and then it sets us up nicely for Hibs at home before the World Cup uh, break. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, good stuff, my man. Well, Brilliant. we did we did keep it shorter than uh, we wanted. I hope just about maybe went over. Yeah, it's all it. good. All good. Um, we started earlier, so I suppose that was a nice benefit. Um, but all to all the listeners out there, uh, Rob will be on his jolly bags to Vegas. So um, wish him safe travel. Cheers, uh, mate. Thank you. Here, living it up in sunny Scotland. Um, I will be with a guest next week in place of Rob. So to all the listeners out there, have a good week. Keep safe. And uh, you know you are listening to this during the week on your travels. Uh, Let us know what you think about it and thanks for all the feedback as well. Take care. Cheers, guys. Thank you.